Hi, I'm Robin Newhouse, Dean of Indiana University School of Nursing. Today you're joining us for Pulse Points, Indiana University School of Nursing's podcast. Hello, and welcome to the September episode of Pulse Points, Indiana University School of Nursing's official podcast. September is Healthy Aging Month and focuses on the positive aspects of growing older and how to incorporate better health practices to improve physical, mental, and social well-being. To celebrate Healthy Aging Month, we have two investigators from Indiana University School of Nursing that are currently conducting research together to promote health of older people, Dr. Pei Shun Chang and Dr. Yvonne Liu. Dr. Pei Shung Chang is an assistant professor at the IU School of Nursing Bloomington and is a certified acute care nurse practitioner. She teaches health assessment and pathophysiology and pharmacology for nursing in the undergraduate program. She is active in the American Heart Association, the Midwest Nursing Research Society, and Sigma Theta Tau Alpha Chapter. Dr. Yvonne Liu is an associate professor at the Indiana University School of Nursing, Indianapolis, and co-investigator of the Indiana University Alzheimer's Disease Center, Education and Information Transfer Corps. Her research centers on developing health promotion programs to improve care of older adults with memory problems and their family members. Her research focuses on mild cognitive impairment, known as MCI. Her research results have been presented at the national and international venues and have helped to understand the needs of MCI patients to engage in meaningful activity and have led to interventions designed to improve quality of life for older adults with MCI. Dr. Chang and Dr. Liu, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Your research project is called Physical and Psychological Effects of Qigong exercise in community-dwelling older African-Americans. Dr. Chang, I understand your doctoral dissertation focused on designing an intervention study to test the effects of this type of exercise on older adults. What interested you about this topic? Okay, um, I got this idea from my clinical experience while I was working at the cardiac surgical unit. What I saw in the unit was that all the patients who receive coronary artery bypass surgery generally had a longer hospital stay and a prolonged recovery time from the surgery. However, two of my patients with age around 75 years had a recovery time from their bypass surgery. They are similar to the younger patients. I was very curious about why they are different from other older patients. So I asked them, they told me they are Qigong practitioners and this is why I became interested in studying Qigong exercise. And this experience also inspired me to explore the potential potential of Qigong exercise for health promotion in older adults and led me to conduct the exploratory study during my PhD uh, on the preliminary effects of Qigong exercise. Also, its feasibility and acceptability in community dwelling older adults in the United States. Dr. Liu, how did you become involved in this project and what is the linkage between your work and Dr. Chang's? 
Yes, it is my great pleasure to work with uh, Dr. Chen. And I know her through the Dr. Susan Prazer, uh, who introduced me and asked me to be her mentor for her research. Mm. And uh, the reason I can make a very good connection with her work, the first, both Dr. Chen and I are interested in positive and health promotion in older people. Second, for over 10 years, I have developed and lead a program of research focused on positive uh, health and strength-based and family-centered intervention, especially promoting engagement activity for older people with a memory problem and a family caregiver. And the third is my previous community-based study experience. Mm -hmm. I work with uh, as a co-investigator with Dr. Mary Ostrom, and we had a successful community and a co uh, collaborative-based model for engaging, recruiting, um, retain the individual to partic participate in aging research. For example, we successfully conduct a parallel study, engagement, and the quality life of person who are volunteer for senior campaigning program. Um, the purpose of this parallel study was to explore the psychological well-being for the people with low income, mm -hmm. Africa older volunteers in the senior campaigning programs, and we have very very. Um, good experience working with the community or the people in, you know, in this population. Very good. So uh, clearly, alliance of your health promotion goals and working with the older people to improve their physiological and their psychological status. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, um, Dr. Chang, can you explain what the benefits of this exercise Qigong are? Mm -hmm. Okay, um, but first of all, I want to explain what is Qigong. Oh, because, uh, yeah, usually people, just, just they just get confused uh, about uh, the difference between Qigong exercise and Tai Chi exercise. So, Qigong exercise is a type of Chinese traditional medicine exercise. Qi, Actually, this is two words in Chinese. Qi means vital energy, okay? And gong means body movement. Uh, Qigong exercise is consists of three major components, which is body movement, breathing exercise, and meditation. In Chinese medicine, we believe that our body is a small universe, which possesses qi. And any injury or disease can disturb the harmony of vital energy circulation and then further compromise your health. Qigong exercise is a method in Chinese medicine, uh, we believe can bring the vital energy flow back to balance and then promote the health through three components, which is body movement, breathing exercise, and meditation. Um, based on the current literature, Qigong exercise has uh, beneficial effects on physical and the functional ability, depression, anxiety, quality of life, and balance. 
Uh, from my dissertation research, my participants show a uh, significantly improved six-minute walk test. On average, every participant can walk 69 meters more in six minutes after the intervention. They also show improved uh, depression, physical functioning, balance, and spiritual well-being after eight weeks of Qigong exercise. Although this is just one group of pre and post uh, study design, but uh, I'm still able to see the improvement uh, like over time, even they just only eight weeks of Qigong exercise intervention. And were your participants in your prior study um, people with heart failure? No. Or other, what, what was their uh, diagnosis or what kinds of problems did they have? Yeah, um, from my dissertation study, because uh, so far, um, based on my previous literature review, only one study conducted Qigong exercise in American older adults. So um, I kind of consider my dissertation research as my initial steps. So I want to first uh, test uh, if this is feasible and uh, well accepted by American older people. So my dissertation study, I only recruited people from the senior center. They are generally healthy, but they still have one to three chronic disease. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think the first one is the same. I think most, I cannot recall the number, but uh, roughly I think 30% of them had heart disease. Yes, but uh, they are well controlled. They are on the medication. They are able to exercise by themselves. Thank you for that clarification. Dr. Chang, this whole issue around cognitive function decline is interesting. Can you talk a little more about what you know about cognitive function and why this is an issue? Yes. Um, if we look at the Qigong exercise, we can kind of understand not much exercise existing in this world that include the meditation part um, is besides, besides yoga because yoga exercises, Qigong exercises, they include the meditation part. So this meditation part can, um, there is a previous study, which is a physiology study. They try to scan a meditation uh, practitioner, their brain. They can find out the gray matter is much larger than the people who didn't practice meditation. This is where the cognitive function, we, we think Qigong exercise can improve possibly improve the cognitive function comes in. So this is kind of why we want to uh, measure the cognitive function in our pilot study and to, to see uh, if there's any improvement before and after. So it kind of help us at least uh, to explore that possibility of the Qigong exercise improving uh, cognitive function. Dr. Liu, um can you talk a little bit about what the next steps are for the study? Um, once you learn a little bit more about uh, Qigong with African-American older people. I think this study will be a great opportunity for us working together. So we can not only looking for the functional ability for African-American people, but also we can look at the cognitive function for this population when they mm -hmm. engage Qigong. Since Qigong is very uh, easy to perform, 
and also keep their physical balance and the mind. And so we may consider to looking for the cognitive function, the change over time after they engage this mm -hmm. exercise. So this result can provide another opportunity, another choice for older people, uh, especially for African-American uh, people, they can have another choice to engage and promote their health. In addition, uh, as I work in a community base with um, you know, white older adult and uh, African-American, then I realized the older, you know, African-American older people, even their younger age, they have frequent function decline earlier than the white population. So for example, they probably we can see more um, African-American, their physical function decline during the age 40 or even 50. So I think if this population can be applied in the community base and a little early, not mm -hmm. traditional older African-American, I think they may have benefit. And also we include the coconut function as a one of outcome major that will help us to testing how this exercise also have potential benefit for them, this population also for their cognitive function. And, uh, in, and uh, additionally, we think about the health aging in the, you know, we call the World Organization Health, you know, WHO. Um, we like to keep older people active lifestyle. And we believe, we believe every person in every country, they have, should have you know, they should have opportunity to live healthy and active life mm -hmm. style. So that's why mm -hmm. Dr. Jan and I, we are very interesting, you know, to promote the positive health promotion, you know, for program to help other people to engage the activity, you know, is how they're, you know, helpful for their health and also meaningful for them. Mm -hmm. So that's why we think it's very, very uh, good opportunity for us to introduce even we call the qigong or other activity. And it's important for them to make a decision and decide what kind of activity is meaningful for them and they can continue engage and keep their health you know, improve and functional better and also psychological well-being better and also quality life. Mm -hmm. Well, and this healthy, active lifestyle mm -hmm. uh, certainly has benefits both for their functional status, mm -hmm. so how active they are, as mm -hmm. well as uh, you've mentioned the cognitive benefits associated with mm -hmm. this exercise. Um, so likewise, physiologic benefits yes. as mm -hmm. well. So that is a wonderful goal, I think, to help the uh, community. So Dr. Chang and Dr. Liu, thank you for joining us during Healthy Aging Month and discussing your study, Physical and Psychological Effects of Qigong Exercise in Community-Dwelling Older African Americans. This is Robin Newhouse closing our September podcast. Please be sure to visit our website, 
nursing.iupui.edu to download episodes of Pulse Points and subscribe for the season's monthly episodes. Thanks again for listening. And remember, it's a good day to be an IU nurse.